Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Cincinnati, your season is over. You are 0-2. Nope, that would be an overreaction. But you are 0-2. Congratulations to the Cleveland Brownies for getting their first win of the season. We're going to break this game down, and then we're going to make some picks today, and then talk a little bit of fancy football. So it's week two in the NFL. Thursday night football, Brownies versus Bengals. 35-30, Brownies won. Just a couple things, a couple takeaways I got right off the bat. The first thing is I love the Browns uniforms. I don't know why, but I just love the helmets with those matching orange pants. They look cool. I just enjoy them. Another takeaway, Odell Beckham Jr. is still a, a pain in the butt as a wide receiver. There was a play in the game where he could have scored another touchdown. He made a great play with a connection with Baker Mayfield. But there was a play I strongly disagreed with. He was in warm-ups. I actually saw on Instagram people posting pictures. He does a, that one-handed catch in warm-ups, and he's got this thing about him. He, he makes one-handed catches. Well, it's stupid at this point. So Baker Mayfield drops back. They're within 15 yards of scoring a touchdown. Odell's on the right side, goes up, runs to the right of the end zone, heading towards the sideline. It's a tight window. Baker makes a pretty good play. Only the place uh, that could be able to catch it would be Beckham. He sticks his arm out and tries to go for a one-handed catch. You know, if this man tried to catch it with two hands, he probably would have caught a touchdown. It still was a really tough play. He may still not have caught it, but I am sick and tired of this one-handed catch thing. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because there's a lot of uh, Twitter feed and Instagram feed saying that they want Beckham to come to the Patriots, and a lot of Patriots fans are raving about it. Just listen. I, I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I'd rather Allen Robinson, the other guy who's in Chicago, who's frustrated with his team. I'd rather him on my squad. Beckham, you can keep him. Don't want him. I don't want a guy who just thinks he has to make one-handed catches. How about we secure the ball? You know, make that a priority. Anyway, Baker Mayfield and the Browns won the game, had a pretty decent game. I think that Joe Burrow still had a better game. In the end, Baker Mayfield was 16 for 23, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Meanwhile, on the other side, Joe Burrow didn't throw an interception. He had three touchdowns, 316 yards, and he was 37 for 61. They threw a hell of a lot. They did. They threw a lot in that game. Like I said in one of my other episodes, we're going to be covering Joe Burrow this entire season because he is the number one pick in the draft, and we're going to analyze him based on that. And he had a great showing in this game, and he mixed the ball up and was thrown around to a lot of different receivers. And all three of those touchdowns came from different receivers. Boyd, Thomas, and Uzma. Who, I hope I'm saying that name right. I have no idea. C.J. Uzma. That's a fun name to say. And I guess that will be probably the last time we say his name at the end of the season. He's a tight end. He got an Achilles injury during that game, so we won't be seeing him the rest of the year. So, Cincinnati Bengals fans, as you look at this, you, you are in last place, obviously, but your points against, you got 51 points against your team, and the Browns have already given up 68, so you know that their defense is trash. You know you could beat them the next time around. 
Uh, when you play against the Ravens and Steelers, give it all you have. You're not lost. And really, for the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow, I mean, this is a story of what could be in the future. It's really not of a now. I mean, Lamar Jackson runs your division, the AFC North, and the Steelers are a staple that are always going to be there. You know, you need to acknowledge where you could be in the future. You should be excited with Joe Burrow. I mean, you're seeing great plays from a young talent with minimal practice at the beginning of the season with COVID, and this is a good thing to see. Be excited about your future and what what you could have. All right. Well, it's time to make my week two picks. And here we go. We're going to jump right in. I'll give a little snippet about some things, other teams I might not. But I'm going to jump in, give my quick picks, and we're going to be on with it next week and see how well I did. All right. So let's jump right in. First game we got up is the Bears and the Giants. Shout out to my boy Sharper, but going with the Bears on this one. You know, they played a great game last week, and I can't stand anything that goes on in that Giants organization, and they are not well run. Um, Eagles and Rams, shout out to my boy LJ. What's up? What's up? I'm going to pick the Eagles on this one. And to the game of the week for me, for me, because I feel like this team needs to win no matter what, or I'm going to be royally pissed because uh, in my fantasy league, he is my starting QB. But the Cowboys over the Falcons, please, please, Cowboys, get get it together and win this week. Uh, we got Buccaneers and Panthers. I think this should be a bounce back week for Tom Brady. Buccaneers should pull this out over the Panthers. Should be a good game. I love watching Christian McCaffrey play, so I'll tune into that one. Plus, I want to see how Tom Brady progresses into week two. Next game we got up is Jets and 49ers. I have no hope in the Jets in any game, and I'll probably not pick them all year unless there's a spot where things are going their way and it's a good matchup but 49ers for this one Jimmy G go get them Steelers and Broncos uh, I'm gonna go Steelers on this one I'm gonna have them go uh, 2-0 to start the season Titans and Jags not too impressed there is a good running back that came out from the Jags uh, I actually picked him up in free agency for fantasy football uh, I'm gonna go Titans on this one just based on coaching but look at the Jags they could still have a pretty decent season um, we're going to go Packers and Lions. What do we got here? This is another matchup. It seems like Aaron Rodgers really stepped up last week. And now we're going against the Lions, who are currently 0-1. And they might have more to fight for, but I don't care. I'm still picking Aaron Rodgers this week. I went against them last week and went with Minnesota. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Go Pack Go. Uh, we got the Dolphins and Bills. Another divisional matchup here in the AFC East. My home division, I'm going to be going with the Bills again. So until the Dolphins can prove to me that they can have any semblance of an actual team, I will be picking the Bills. Uh, Colts and Vikings. I am looking for a comeback week for the Colts that they will prevail over the Vikings. This should be a close game. should be a good game. And also we're going to head over to the Cardinals and Washington. Washington football team. They played a great game last week. And they're going to go toe-to-toe with the Cardinals and Kyle Murray. I'm still not ready to pick the Cardinals. I mean, uh, the Washington football team. I'm going to go Cardinals on this one. It should be a good game. Texans and Ravens. This is going to be a tough pick for me. So I think that the Texans have a lot to play for. And typically, I'd pick the Ravens based on Lamar Jackson. But I'm going to take a risk on this one. And I'm going to live with it. But I really feel like... Right now, during the season, that the Texans have more weighted on this. They want to go one and one and start out the season right, and the Ravens might be a little too comfortable. This happens some from time to time, and I'm predicting right here that the Houston Texans are going to win this game, and it's going to be a close one. Chargers and Chiefs. 
Good old Chargers and Chiefs, baby. Well, I'm going to go Chiefs on this one. I really don't think that the Chargers have the personnel to even take out the Chiefs, but it is what it is. All right, so Raiders and Saints. What's up, Raiders? So Raiders and Saints, I thought about this one back and forth. Raiders played really well last week, and the Saints also off to a decent start. I'm going to go Raiders on this game um, based on what I saw from the first week, and I don't think the Saints were all that impressive. Even though they beat the Patriots, I just think it was a little bit of a luck because of how unprepared the Buccaneers seemed, and the Raiders got off to a great start, have a good running game, and Derek Carr is ready to go in Vegas, so that's why I'm picking the Raiders. Also, to the last game, here it is, the Seahawks versus the Patriots. Here it is, week two. Who am I going with? Am I going to be a homer here, or am I going to go with the Seahawks? Well, earlier this week, earlier this week, we had uh, Bill Belichick claim something about Russell Wilson, and he had a quote. Basically, Bill said, is there anyone better? And if there is, show me. Any better, better player in the NFL. And that's very telling. Uh, a couple of years back, I started talking about Russell Wilson to my friends and some people thought I was crazy, but I would say all the time, I think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL. And even now today, some people would say, no, no, Patrick Mahomes is because I've actually gone on comment feeds of uh, this actual quote and then seen underneath people posting Patrick Mahomes, Mark Jackson. But when you think about the age, the wisdom, the, the talent or the less of talent around him at time to time through the years, you have a much broader perspective of Russell Wilson and it, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes is just too short of a window. It doesn't mean that they're not great or not better at this time. So you can make an argument in case for it. But Russell Wilson, to me, is someone who can do less with more. He reminds me of Brady and what he used to be able to do in his younger years to his middle years until he got older. And Russell Wilson is just consistent. He's always consistent. He's always there. And he's always great. It's not just consistency of average. It's consistency of greatness. He's played under a great coach and an older coach. And he has proven himself time and time again, yet still has not received an MVP award, which I think is a shame. Hopefully this season he can have another good year. I mean, the first game of the year he threw for 400 yards. I think he had the most yards in week one as far as throwing and uh, a few touchdowns. He's just a, a prime example of what a quarterback should be as far as a pocket presence QB that knows when to run and knows when not to run. And it's super important to have that in your head. I, I hope that Lamar and Patrick, they both learn from Russell Wilson's game so that they can have longer years in the NFL so they're not taking as many hits. And I already think that they are. I think that Lamar has done a great job in the pocket and also Patrick Mahomes has as well. And that's why they were so successful so young. And they've probably mirrored a lot of the things that they do off Russell Wilson. I mean, it's the same style. And Russell Wilson has just pretty much mastered it over the last 10 years. And it's great to see. Long-winded, of course. I mean, I was supposed to be making a pick here. But yeah, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks over the New England Patriots. Maybe not the greatest pick uh, amongst the fans, but in my heart, that's what I think is going to happen. I do not think that you are going to beat the Seattle Seahawks currently constituted. You have to find more about yourself, New England Patriots fans, from week to week. I hope that there's a great showing and we have a great game plan and it's a good matchup and it's a close game. But I think edging out with the chemistry and what the Seattle Seahawks bring to the table, I think that they're going to pull out a win here. And that's my picks for week two of the NFL. So we are going to break into fantasy football here just to wrap up the episode. Um, I got going this week, uh, matching up against my friend, Charlie Olette. 
Uh, we got a good matchup. And pretty much want to say thanks to Odell Beckham Jr. for getting me a touchdown this week, even though I trashed on him at the beginning of the episode because I just want him to make a two-handed catch. Um, but there's some pickups you could have gone with this week. Uh, Peyton Barber had a good week last week. Adrian Peterson had a good week last week. This is if you're struggling um, to maintain a starting, if one of your starting running backs got hurt, anything like that. Um, also, Robinson out of uh, the Jaguars, James Robinson, he had a great week. I picked up those three guys for my bench spots. I do have starters. I just want to see how they go from week to week. I made it a priority to pick up some of those some of those players. I'm struggling a little bit at tight end. Again, Ingram, I don't really know what he's going to bring to the table, and I'm looking for a backup tight end. I, right now I have the kid from Atlanta, Hayden Hurst. I'm going to see how that pans out, um, but there are other players that were on the market uh, for you to be able to watch out for to help your team. And I'm just going to go based on what other players in the league because I don't want to have just my mindset on this. I want to get some takes from some other people. And so another team picked up Benny Snell Jr., and they dropped Leonard Fournette. And... Uh, it's a Steelers running back, and obviously this is a player that came on the scene week one, and they picked him up, and it's a good uh, looks like a good pickup for them. Also, if you're struggling with wide receiver Malcolm Brown after week one dropped 25 points, can we expect this again? A lot of people have picked him up in a, in a bunch of different leagues, and he's a good pickup for the Chargers wide receiver. Scotty Miller is another player that we see in Tom Brady. You know, very Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type, little slot receiver. He got some reps in the first uh, week against the Saints. I think that that will continue. I did hear about Scotty Miller throughout camp, and they had a good connection between him and Brady. Uh, someone already added him in our league, and Scotty Miller is a, is a good pickup if you're struggling at wide receiver as well. All right, to wrap up this episode, um, I just want to say thanks to all the people who can, are continuing to listen to the show uh, I am confirmed that my brother is going to come on the show and talk about his bike trip from Seattle, Washington, all the way to New York City, uh, and why he did it, and what uh, organization he was supporting, and all those great things. An inspirational story that hopefully will get other people motivated to do an athletic event that can support a great cause. Um, I really appreciate my brother and what he did in that, and it, this happened... Uh, uh, almost seven, eight years ago. It was while he was in college at an older age. And for myself, I really didn't get to ask him all the details of everything. And I, I did ask him about the trip, and it was very intriguing, a lot of things. And I, I feel like it's very inspirational of a reason why. I mean, people can think all the time, hey, I want to drive my bike across an entire country. Not only that, America's a very long distance. It's probably about 3,000 miles. So very inspirational story. I can't wait to have him on the show. I'm excited. And anyone else who wants to come on here with an inspirational story, just let me know whether it's on my Instagram page, Projects Sports Pod, or you just want to message me personally if you're a friend of mine. Um, I would absolutely love to cover the story. I know this is predominantly NBA, NFL, but for me, I wanted to, the reason why I named this show Project Sports is to be able to have an outlet of not just, you know, professional sports or college sports, but to have an outlet to be able to cover stories of all athletics and uh, bring back to the community and make sure we are functioning on a level where we can give back, not just a show to build myself up or to a place where I can be successful in it. It's more of building community together to get the stories out there to inspire people to do great things. And this is going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And you can find this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, share with all your friends. Let them know it's ready and available. 
Thanks for coming to the show.